calling this meeting to order. Madam Secretary, could we please call the roll? President Jummy? Here. Vice President Maxwell? Here. Commissioner Paulson? Here. Commissioner Rivera? Here. Commissioner Stacy? Here. You have a quorum? Members of the public may make up the two minutes of remote public comment on an item by dialing 1-415-655-0001, meeting ID 2592-330-0523, pound followed by pound again. To raise your hand to speak, press star three. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when your two minutes have expired. Please note that you must limit your comments to the topic of the agenda item being discussed unless you are speaking under general public comment and remind you if you do not stay on the topic, the president can interrupt and ask you to limit your comment to the agenda item. We ask that public comment be made in a civil and respectful manner. And please address your remarks to the commission as a whole, not to individual commissioners or staff. On behalf of the commission, I, I would like to t extend our thanks to SFGT SFGTV staff and SFPUC IT staff for their assistance during this meeting. For those of you present, if you've not already done so, please silence your electronic devices. Thank you. Before calling the first item, I would like to announce that San Francisco Public Utilities Commission acknowledges that it owns and stewards are, uh, of the unceded lands located within the ethno-historic territory of Mwakma Ohlone tribe and other familial descendants of the historic federally recognized Mission San Jose Verona Band of Alameda County. The SFPUC also recognizes that every citizen residing within the greater Bay Area has and continues to benefit from the use and occupation of Mwakma Ohlone, uh, over, uh, Ohlone tribe's aboriginal lands since before and after the San Francisco Public Utility Commission's founding in 1932. It is vitally important that we not only recognize the history of the tribal land on which we reside, but also we acknowledge and honor the fact that the Mwakma Ohlone uh, people have established a working partnership with the SFPUC and are productive and flourishing members within the many greater San Francisco Bay Area communities today. Uh, Madam Secretary, could you please uh, read the first item? First item is item number three, your annual election of officers, discussion and possible action to elect a president and vice president of the commission, each to serve a one-year term as per the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission's rules of order number six. Oh, okay. So, um, this is how the process is going to go. We'll have the presidential election first, followed by vice presidential election, with the following steps to be taken. Um, we will have public comment, nomination for the commission president, motion and second for that, and then vote. And then we'll repeat that uh, for the vice president. Um, I would just say it has been an honor to uh, take that role, and I would be very happy to have, oh, do we have public comment first? Yes, thank you. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item number three for the election of the commission president, please press star three to raise your hand to speak. Do you have any members of the public present to provide comment on item number three, the election of the commission president? See none, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there is one call that wishes to be recognized. Thank you. Caller one, you have the floor. 
No, I'm sorry. I just wanted to thank all of you for allowing public comment at the beginning of the meeting. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Do we have any other callers in the queue? Madam Secretary, there are no callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Public comment on the election of the president has closed. Excellent. Colleagues, can I have a nomination for the commission president? Um, Commissioner Maxwell. Yes, thank you. I'd like to nominate uh, Tim Paulson for president. Uh, is that acceptable to you? Okay. Um, fantastic. Thank you. Yes, he did. Yes. And um, Commissioner Stacy seconded that. Um, can we have a roll call on this item, please? President Jami? Aye. Vice President Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Paulson? Aye. Commissioner Aye. Rivera? Aye. The vote for yourself. Commissioner Stacy? <laughs> aye. You have five, uh, five eyes. Excellent. Okay. So I'm gonna, I guess, at this point, I hand the gavel to um, Correct. the new president, and then you get to uh, run the vice presidency um, nomination, right? And I, do you have the, yes? I do. Um, okay, perfect. And thank you, I, I'm looking at the, uh, the order here because we are going to do the same process that we did for the vice president that we did for a nomination, and, um, and based on what I'm reading here on, on some cheat sheets that I do have a moment to comment, but I know that uh, the President Ajami has, was, was going to say something before she went into her process. So before I say any comments, I'd like to, um, first of all, thank you for your leadership and, and I look forward to um, being the chair, but I think you had a couple comments to make that got skipped over. Did you want to uh, give the floor to you? Um, if you, you said you were starting something and then you got cut off. No, no, not really. I, I was, it was, has certainly been a privilege to be leading this commission, and I'm happy to hand it off to another uh, member to have their mark in this process, and um, I'm happy to be here and being part of this body. Okay. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Ajami, and, and uh, thank you so much for your leadership, and, um, and I'm honored to be the, um, for colleagues to um, have faith in me to be the, the chair. I've been on the commission for quite a while and I hope that I will be as good a chair as my uh, predecessors have been in terms of making sure that we move forward and do the good work that has been done at least during our tenure. Uh, during our tenure. I think Commissioner Maxwell and I came on about the same time some years ago and so if you can believe it, I think we're kind of technically the senior folks on this thing but you know, as equal colleagues I look forward to um, working with you. So we are going to continue moving forward to do the same process for the vice, vice president. And um, I think that uh, I will ask the commission, I guess we will open public comment before we have that process also. Um, members, Secretary. Of the, members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public on item number three, this is the election for the commission's vice president. Please press star three to raise your hand to speak. Do we have any callers with their uh, hands raised? Secretary, one, I I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, Madam Secretary, there's one caller, caller that wished to be recognized. Caller, this is on the vice president election. Okay, caller, you have the floor. You have two minutes. I'll ask the commission open public comment before we have that process also. Public comment is open um, right now through the secretary. 
for the nomination of the vice president. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry, caller, we cannot hear you. Sounds like we're having technical problems. Okay, thank you. Uh, do we have any call, uh, members of the public present to provide comment? Seeing then uh, public comment on the nomination election for the vice president is closed. Okay. Um, then I will entertain a motion for the, uh, for the nomination of a vice president to the commission. I, did I? I have forgotten how to kind Commissioner of. Commissioner Ajami is <laughs> recognized. I believe is mechanized. Yeah, it, it's it, not. It's not showing on my screen. But um, since uh, we have uh, two wonderful colleagues that were that joined us earlier this um, year, almost about a year, on this commission, I um, wanted to um, nominate um, uh, Commissioner Rivera as a. Vice President, if that's uh, considering seniority since uh, Commissioner uh, President uh, Paulson mentioned as a Vice President, if that's acceptable to you. Uh, yes, I accept. Okay, there's been a nomination and the candidate that was nominated was accepted. Um, do I hear a second? Second. So there's a motion and second on the vote on the uh, nomination of Anthony Rivera to be the Vice President of the Commission. Um, so, Madam Secretary, I guess we'll have a roll call. President Paulson. Aye. Commissioner Jami. Aye. Commissioner Maxwell. Aye. Commissioner Rivera. Aye. Commissioner Stacy. Aye. You have five ayes. Okay, so there's a Vice President. Um, congratulations, Vice President Rivera. So these move very fast, um, this, this part of the meeting. So. Um, before we move to the next one, any comments, uh, Mr. New Vice President? Um, thank you very much for the vote of confidence. I appreciate everyone. I've uh, learned a lot this past year, and uh, I hope that I can um, be at, at least um, uh, as effective as my predecessor, um, Commissioner Maxwell. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you, uh, Commissioner. Good to work with you and all of you um, during this next year. And I believe, um, are you begging? Are, are you, you're still around? You look like you're. Okay, okay, I've got it. Okay, so could you read the next item, please, now that we have officers for the next year um, in place as per our bylaws? Next item is item number four approval of the minutes of September 20th, 2023 special meeting and the September 26th, 2023 regular meeting. Okay, so let's open public comment um, for the approval of those minutes. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item number four, approval of the minutes of September 20 and September 26, please press star three to raise your hand to speak. Do you have any members of the public present to provide comment on item four? See none, Mr. Moderator, do we have, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there are no callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Public comment on item four is closed. Okay, so let's call a roll call on approval of the minutes of the special meeting of September 26th. I move to approve the minutes. Second. So, all uh, President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? 
Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Jami? Aye. Commissioner Stacy? Aye. You have five eyes. Okay. Can you read the next item, please, Madam Secretary? Item number five is general public comment. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on matters that are within the Commission's jurisdiction but are not on today's agenda, please press star three to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when two minutes have expired. And I'd also like to remind callers to please silence uh, your TVs if you have them on in the background. Do you have any members of the public present Pardon. who wish to provide public comment, general public comment? See none, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there are, there are a few callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Caller, you now have the floor. Eileen Boken with Speak. Sad news on the passing of Nancy Werfel. Nancy was a tireless advocate on many issues, including water issues. Several years ago, I spoke with Nancy about the possibility of San Jose and Santa Clara becoming permanent PUC customers. Her response was absolutely not, as there was no advantage for San Francisco. San Jose and Santa Clara have come before this commission stating that they need the additional water to help them meet their regional housing needs allocation, or RENA. However, San Francisco's RENA goals are to build 82,000 new housing units over the next eight years. Uh, that means 82,000 new water hookups. Uh, sending six MGD of water additionally to San Jose and Santa Clara is counterproductive to meeting San Francisco's RENA goals. SPEAK continues to strongly oppose making San Jose and Santa Clara permanent customers, especially in light of the proposed State Water Resources Control Board mandates of 20% reduction. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Caller number two, you have the floor. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Mary Butterwick. I'm a longtime resident of San Francisco. First off, thank you for moving the general public comment item back to the beginning of your meeting. This makes it so much easier for members of the public, such as myself, to participate, and I really appreciate it. I'm here today because the Tuolumne remains an ecological crisis due mainly to inadequate flow releases. I attended most of the Commission's public workshops regarding flow management and its effects on riverine functions, including the maintenance of a cold water fishery in the Tuolumne. It was my understanding that after the series of workshops was completed, the Commission would revisit its 8.5-year design drought, the primary tool used for managing flow releases. It's been a year now, and so far there has been no response on this item. Again, I urge the Commission to reduce the length of the design drought by one year and apply reasonable demand projections such as the Finance Bureau water sales projection. These actions would go a long way towards addressing the perceived water supply needs and allow for more in-stream flows. I do not believe that ratepayers such as myself should have to invest in very expensive alternative water supplies that will not be needed. San Francisco residents care deeply about the environment. We look to the Commission to be responsible stewards of the river by increasing flows in the Tuolumne River. 
With the salmon count in the Tuolumne so critically low, last year was less than 1,000, we are running out of time to restore and maintain a sustainable population of fall-run Chinook salmon in the river. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Next caller, you have the floor. The public, I think. Hi, yes, because these boards and commissions serve the public, I also thank you so much for um, letting us have the comments at the beginning of the meeting. That's so helpful. And also, I agree with the last caller that, um, you know, we can have a safe and secure, reliable water uh, system for, uh, for the residents, but we also need to um, protect the ecosystem of the Tuolumne River and especially the imperiled salmon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, caller. Next caller, you have the floor. My name is Shannon McEntee. I live in Palo Alto. I don't have any comments on today's agenda. I'm simply calling to give you a very big thank you for moving public comments up to early in the meeting. That makes it so much more possible for people like me to participate in government. Thank you very much. Thank you, caller. Caller, you now have the floor. Hello, my name is Cynthia Newwalder, and I've been a resident of Menlo Park for the past 23 years. Um, I want to, I'm happy that the long-term vulnerability assessment completed two years ago uh, was made to assess how climate change might impact our water supply. If I understand correctly, the study suggests that the design drought might um, be put into place if a severe, but a severe drought would only occur every 25,000 years. Let me repeat that, once every 25,000 years. Find it curious that the SFPC would recommend either severe rationing or a huge investment in alternative water supply if the water isn't needed. Raising rates for water that is not needed does not seem to make sense. The design drought plan is bad for consumers like me who will pay higher rates for water, what? bad for the environment. Rivers would have less water for um, the environment, for fish and animals that rely on the river water. The design drought plan is um, they're making decisions based on highly inflated water demand projections. In short, bad information resulting in bad policy decisions. I hope that the SFPC will go back to the long-term vulnerability assessment study. I hope that you'll look at the data make a decision based on data, and think of the long-term needs of consumers, the environment, and wildlife. The design drought found that a severe drought is very unlikely to occur. Please revisit the design drought because it, it unnecessarily raises water rates for consumers, damages the environment, and threatens our beautiful California wildlife. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Madam Secretary, there are five callers still remaining. Caller, you now have the floor. Hi, my name is Marilyn Jackson. 
I'm Dr. Ethno Jackson Dorty, and I'm just calling about how to keep um, her dream alive and that 1800 Oakdale building to be a remembrance of a historic landmark where it all began, as well as 1550 um, Evans Street, which should include some senior programs, job training, and um, sewage treatment and other programs. And I'm just trying to, uh, and also want to know, when will San Francisco uh, City College build their part in San Francisco State University there on the lot that they was paid for and they have not did anything yet. So uh, we're the uh, community, uh, we the people of Bayview Huggins Point would truly like to know when will that be started could you give us an update because we have not heard anything yet. We've been coming to the PUC meetings, and so unfortunately we're not able to come on today, but I just want to make a point clear that we just keep getting promises for no answers. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You're muted. You're unmuted. You're muted. You're unmuted. Thank you, caller. Next caller, you have the you have the floor. you have the floor. Okay, yes. I just want to do a update with the, the I see that the uh, the former um, Did we get the name and um, could you announce uh, yourself think please? Her name. She was um, she just left the meeting and we supposed to have been getting I um, uh, on your agenda, my name is Gwen Jackson Fagan, and I'm the daughter of Spinola Jackson. And I had a meeting with your staff, Masood, and Ronnie. But however, I just need some clarification. I also gave uh, Miss uh, Move the um, legal history for all the the commissions, but yet still, I haven't heard anything from you guys. So I'm just trying to see what could you do to help us. We've been waiting and waiting. Thank you, caller. Caller, you have the floor. Oh, I'm Dave Warner. Thanks for your service and thank you for moving public comment to earlier the agenda. I'm a technology chief financial officer by trade and in that role, I've uh, presented to and worked with multiple boards of directors. Like you, a board's responsibility is oversight of the organization, particularly representing its stakeholders, which in your case is primarily the 2.7 million consumers you serve, with an added emphasis for San Francisco consumers for both sewer and power. A board is most effective when there's transparency between staff and the board. In your case, staff seems to provide a one-sided view on many topics instead of an unbiased presentation of the situation. In numerous presentations, it feels like we're hearing from a marketing department promoting one view rather than a more balanced perspective. I would have expected that commissioners would receive a thoughtful, unbiased analysis of whatever, whatever topic is being addressed. There are many examples, and unfortunately they are incendiary, meaning just mentioning them can cause a strong reaction. The proposed voluntary agreement, 
staff has he heavily promoted the VA rather than give you an unbiased analysis of its strengths and shortcomings. For example, there's been no discussion that the VA is missing an adaptive management component similar to what's in the Bay Delta plan. This is a significant shortcoming and should be understood by you, particularly when you're judging how to address the plight of the Tuolumne and all the delays that have occurred. More examples include the alternative water supply plan where only minimally discusses demand and rates, two areas that are key to decision making. Another, water and sewer rates affordability. There was no mention of the per CCF rates as compared to others, and in fact, it was Commissioner Ajami that spoke about affordability measures. Another, the design draw, there was no discussion by staff of the empirical data presented in the LTVA or elsewhere. Instead, it was just dismissed as not useful without any contrary empirical data. There are more examples, but the point is for you to judge if staff is giving you a complete picture, or unfortunately, you depend on public comments to get the needed balance. I hope you'll decide that there's a problem here. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Madam Secretary, there are three callers left in the queue. Caller, you now have the queue. you have the floor. Well, can you hear me? Yes, caller, we can hear you. Hi, my name is John Rose Puppy. Uh, I've lived in the mission in San Francisco, Oakland. Um, I've been a fisheries biologist, an angler, growing up a commercial fisherman. Um, I want to thank the commission for uh, moving public comment back to the beginning. Um, I'm taking off work right now to make my comments. It was very hard in the previous times. Uh, just wanted to make a comment that um, I remember on the Tuolumne when there were over 10,000 wild salt up coming back. In 2020, we only had 271. 21, we only had 186. Last year, 466. You know, we, salmon have started to return, but low numbers, only 23 beginning Sunday. On November 9th, 2021, two years ago, when Commissioner Ed Harrington commented on the water supply conditions report, quote, we have all this information about supply and demand of the water. Would it be possible to take a look at the support and see if we can have some environment measures in there also about the health of the river? To which Steve Ritchie replied, yes, we can do that. Unfortunately, two years later, two years later, environmental metrics have yet to be addressed. To the San Francisco Public Utility Commission, please make this a priority next year instead of putting this off. Once again, I'm going to ask you, please drop your lawsuit against the Bay Delta plan. Thank you once again for moving the comment period back and uh, congratulations to the new chair. Be well. Thank you, caller. Caller, you have the floor. Good afternoon. My name is Pamela Cotton. I live in Tuolumne County in Jamestown. I have only been in Northern California for a couple of years, but a lot's going on. Um, first, let me welcome Mr. Rivera as Vice President. Congratulations. Secondly, very much appreciate you moving the comment section back to the beginning of the meeting. Many of us still work and we have to try to fit it in our lunchtime or something to that effect. So. I appreciate it. 
Um, anyway, I wanted, I also wanted to talk about the design drought just a little bit. Um, anyone, no offense, man, that looks at the science could not possibly believe that an eight and a half year design drought is reasonable. We've had blooms in the Bay and and the Delta and all of these other things that are happening because there's not sufficient water being left in the river. Like some of my predecessors, the salmon, the salmon are hurting so bad. And this year, as a matter of fact, the ocean salmon fishing on San Francisco was canceled because there aren't enough. Anyway, gentlemen, ladies, thank you again for moving it up to the beginning. And by the way, happy new water here as of October 1st. Let's make this one one to remember. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, caller. Caller, you now have the floor. Caller, Caller, please, you now have the floor. Caller, please turn your TV down. Caller, you now have the floor. Caller. We move on and Madam then Secretary, put that person back in no the queue. Callers in the left. Thank you. Public comment. General public comment is closed. Okay. Thank you. Um, could you read the next uh, report, Item Six, please? Item Six is a report of the general manager. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Um, item Six A is the capital financing plan update from Nikolai Skarlov. Good afternoon, Commissioners, uh, President Paulson, Vice President Rivera. Each year we come to you during the fall to present our capital financing plan for the year. This is simply a focus um, plan for the financings that you've already approved in February as part of the 10-year <clears throat> plan. Uh, but we, we like to present it to you each year. This particular uh, report was delayed because of our commission meeting that was uh, rescheduled. As you know, uh, we've just completed a year where we've um, issued bonds in all three enterprises. Because of the large amount of refinancing that we were able to accomplish, it's been the biggest year of uh, financing in the SFPUC's history, the largest issuance of green bonds as well. <clears throat> All of our activities are guided by commission-adopted policies outlined here. And the full plan is presented in your agenda package as both a memo and this presentation, which I'll keep very brief. Uh, we did have an opportunity this morning at the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee meeting to give them an update on, on the plan that is, has been presented to you uh, as well. and. Um, 
We hope this provides visibility to you on what will be coming to you uh, this year. To take a step back, um, just to summarize where we stand today, the commission has 8.5 billion of debt outstanding across all three enterprises. That debt consists of uh, primarily revenue bonds, but also uh, state revolving fund loans, WIFIA loans, and other smaller uh, financing types. Does not include about 3.6 billion of financing that has already been uh, approved, but has not been drawn upon. Specifically, that includes the WIFIA <coughs> loans. We have three WIFIA loans. These are reimbursement uh, programs, so we first need to expend the funds, submit those funds for approval, and then we will be uh, reimbursed under those uh, programs. We also have the $1.5 billion commercial paper program, which we use across all three enterprises to initially fund projects before we issue uh, longer-term debt. Uh, on Thursday, provided that everything goes smoothly, we expect to close the revenue bonds that you approved at your last meeting in September. Um, and with that, we will have brought all of our commercial paper programs to a zero balance um, because we've now issued uh, long-term bonds for all three enterprises. As you know, the 10-year plan that you adopted in, the, in February includes 6.3 billion of additional uh, borrowing, and this plan will outline what we will see this year. This table simply provides a, a full detail of all the outstanding borrowing that we just discussed. I just remind you, as we discussed at your last meeting, the SFPUC continues to enjoy uh, very high uh, credit ratings from the rating agencies, including stable outlook. So all three enterprises have gone to the rating agencies and they have affirmed those ratings. Um, it's important to highlight because there has been press about uh, the city and the city's um, uh, downgrade of their outlook, but the SFPUC has uh, thus far uh, sustained stable outlooks for all three enterprises. So our team, the capital financing team, uh, does many things beyond issuing uh, new debt. Um, of course, it's administering the long-term debt and we won't provide a lot of detail on that, but suffice it to say, uh, an important part of our role is making sure that the debt gets paid on time and all the various parties involved um, receive their updates on our credit. Uh, an important part, which we discuss in uh, detail in September, are the opportunities for refinancing that we continuously look for and that we were able to accomplish for the uh, water enterprise uh, just in uh, August. All of what we're doing is challenged by the volatility and dynamics in the marketplace. We've presented this uh, slide to you in the past, this chart that simply shows you the rates and again highlighting that the dashed line was interest rates across the 30 years of borrowing uh, that we typically do for uh, revenue bonds. Um, and as you can see, 
uh, with the blue bars, rates are now considerably higher. These are, this is the range of rates over the past year. Uh, this chart is even dated from the submission point and, and now that black line is even, even higher within that, in that range. The other important dynamic is that, as you can see on the black bar, short-term rates uh, continue to be higher than medium and longer-term rates. Uh, again, I, I've described to you before how unusual it's been that we've refinanced uh, commercial paper into lower-cost, long-term uh, debt. So it's affecting uh, the strategies that we will use in the future. This uh, table simply outlines the, uh, the tr transactions that we expect to bring to you for approval over the course of the year. Uh, the first one you've already approved uh, based on how the, the schedule uh, changed for this presentation, but uh, the $145 million of authorization for power bonds. We look forward to returning in November following the closing to give you a, a full report on that. We also look forward to returning in November at the request of uh, General Manager Herrera and specifically uh, 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 Commissioner Ajami, who had requested the presentation on green bonds, and we have that scheduled in November as well. Um, the uh, Clean Power SF, this was an, uh, a credit agreement renewal that we had on last year's uh, plan, but moved to this year. We're still waiting for direction from the uh, state uh, PUC uh, that will affect the um, the amount of credit requested, we're currently expecting, as you can see here, approximately a $20 million increase, but we await that direction from the state and we'll return to you with that and then we'll proceed with uh, uh, banks to, uh, to secure that amount. The third item, uh, wastewater uh, state revolving funds, our loans and grants team, uh, works with us on soliciting those, and we expect three such loans may come before you this year for up to $160 million. Item four, you'll see that we have a number of credit facilities that are due for renewal over the course of the year, and we will systematically go out with RFPs. We'll bundle those together for efficiency and um, uh, seek uh, new credit agreements or, or renew the ex with the existing providers if they provide the best uh, costs. Uh, number five, the second bond transaction for the year will be for wastewater bonds. We expect to get that transaction underway later in this fiscal year, but we don't foresee needing to close it until the first quarter of the next fiscal year. And there'll be about $775 million Part of the dynamics um, will be the reimbursements and the timing of reimbursements uh, from uh, the uh, WIFIA program as well. And then the last item is uh, not a transaction, but we do uh, expect to return to you uh, with our debt policy to simply update it. Some of it is things that are as simple as um, position titles that uh, aren't correctly 
reflected, but we've been working with each of our uh, municipal advisors to also propose updates to the policy uh, for flexibility. And with that, I'm happy to take uh, questions. Commissioner Maxwell. Thank you very much. I, I just wanted to say that normally this could have been very complicated. But you all have, you, you really have a way of simplifying it or, or just making it understandable. And whenever anybody in finance says it's complicated, you know red flags go up. <laughs> but um, with this, I really appreciate the fact that um, I learned so much and, and at each time, and I, I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, you, Commissioner. Any other commissioners? Um, I, have, I have just one general question, and, and I agree with Commissioner Maxwell. It just... Your, your reports are always so clear and you summarize, you know, just a lot of transactions that are, you know, either are going to happen or have happened. And so I, I, I have appreciated that as a commissioner over the years when you've been here. But I just have one quick question. You know, you used the word volatility when I just saw, well, interest rates have been going up for quite a while. The Fed has just done that as a policy. And that, frankly, to me, that hasn't been very volatile. But that leads to the question, um, is there anything in the midst of all of this, because um, there's a lot of transactions um, that, that you are managing, is, is there anything in terms of risk um, that we need to you know, think about that might not be there? Just, just maybe something that, um, that we don't want to have a surprise party on. And I know that's your job not to give us one, but you know, is there anything that just in general we might um, you know, anticipate you know, with all the craziness going on? Commissioner Paulson, I appreciate your, your comments and, and your questions. Um, uh, as it relates to the volatility, uh, I'll share with you, I don't want to uh, steal a thunder for our, our next presentation uh, next month when we'll come back to you with the results of the power bond sale. We don't want to presume the ahead of the closing on Thursday. but. While we were in the marketplace pricing the bonds, uh, we were confronting both the fact that the Fed surprised the marketplace uh, with a direction that the market hadn't been anticipating. Um, and it was also further complicated by the fact that uh, Congress uh, 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 was threatening a, a closure of the federal right. government. So that the, the markets have been uh, uh, fluctuating a lot. Fortunately, our sale was uh, uh, very successful. We'll look forward to providing you details after the, the closing. Uh, in terms of um, interest rates, I think it is important to understand that these dynamics um, are going to affect our both our opportunities to achieve lower rates um, that we've become accustomed to uh, with our borrowing. We still borrow at incredibly low rates um, as a tax-exempt bond issuer, and we also take advantage of extremely low rates through our WIFIA and SRF borrowing. Uh, but the rates uh, that we had become accustomed to, particularly during the COVID uh, period, uh, are no longer available in the market. And that is, will also affect our ability to refinance. Uh, fortunately, we were able to develop a 
an innovative way uh, to, to refinance water bonds despite the rising rates. Um, and we will continue to look for opportunities to save ratepayers money. But uh, clearly rates have changed. That relationship between short-term financing and longer-term financing may affect the products that we use. Again, uh, we, we normally expect that our commercial paper program would provide savings with that inverted yield curve. That's not the case, and we may uh, need to look further out on the yield curve to achieve the kinds of rates uh, that we really want to have. Great. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Stacy. I, I just really wanted to emphasize and echo what Commissioner Maxwell has already said. Thank you for the amount of work that goes into this, the constant monitoring not only of the markets but government and the regulations. And uh, I, I think it's really helpful to us that you can break it down and explain it so well to us. So thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Okay. General Manager? Public comment? Public comment. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Excuse me. Public comment on uh, that report. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes or promote public comment on item number 6A, press star 3 to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. Do we have any members of the public present to provide comment on item 6A? Seeing none, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam, Secret Madam Secretary, there's one caller that wish to be recognized. The caller, caller is, you have the floor. Hi, Dave Warner again. Uh, President Paulson's question was excellent. Uh, this presentation, I think while good, seems one-sided, like everything's fine. And I'm not a municipal debt expert, but I'm surprised about the context that wasn't discussed. Our ability to access the debt markets is key to our spending plans. And right now it seems like things are okay, that we can borrow the funds we need. But commissioners should understand important risks. Key risks include the ability to pay our debt obligations. And of course, this is what rating agencies judge. But there are trends that could affect our ability to borrow. First, our debt coverage. Our plans project that 50% of our revenues go to debt service. This gives, gives us a revenue to debt coverage ratio of two. Again, I'm not an expert, but going below two probably starts to cause concern by the rating agencies. Second, demand. Water demand has been in long-term decline. What if that trend continues? We'll be able to continue to pay our debt obligations. Third, population projections. As you know, Cal the California Department of Finance has projected San Francisco's population to decline by 2045, and that Bosca's population will grow only modestly to by 4% in that time frame. Third, affordability. I believe medium household income in San Francisco has declined by as much as 20% during the pandemic. This makes our water and sewer rates less affordable. This may limit our ability to raise rates in the event we need to order, in, in the event we need to, in order to pay our debts. I'm not sure there's an issue today with these risks, but they seem relevant to be mentioned whenever debt plans are discussed. I'm surprised they were left out, and it has me feeling the presentation wasn't as balanced as it could have been. I hope maybe these will be added going forward. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Madam Secretary, there are no callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Public comment on item 6A is closed. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Um, just before I close my report, I just want to give you a quick update. <clears throat> on an important milestone for the voluntary agreements that was reached in the last couple of weeks, although it doesn't impact us directly, it's indirect. Um, the State Board 
released uh, their CEQA equivalent document for the Day Delta, Day Bay Delta plant update on the Sacramento River for on September the 28th. That includes an analysis of the voluntary agreement. The document does not analyze the Tuolumne River voluntary agreement, ours. Um, that analysis will be covered in a separate document to be, to be released sometime next year. However, it does include a description of the Tuolumne River VA. It's a large document. It's 5,000 pages. So um, our staff will be reviewing it over the course of the next couple of months with comments due to the State Board on December the 15th. Uh, we'll keep you abreast of any updates as we work through our review, but we have staff looking at it. And like I said, it's not uh, with respect to um, the Tuolumne River Voluntary Agreement, but we are mentioned. So um, we're monitoring things closely. And when we do have information for you, um, we will update you and provide you the information that we glean from the document. Thank you, Mr. General Manager. Okay. Um, Commissioners? Um, we need public comment on that item. Oh, public comment on that. Okay. Madam Secretary, please do. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item 6B, press star 3 to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. Do you have any members of the public present to provide comment on item 6B? Seeing none, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there are no callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Public comment on item 6B is closed. Okay. So can we read the next item, please? Next item is item number seven, your consent calendar. Are there any members of the commission who wish to remove any of items? Seeing none. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Commissioner Stacy, I'm sorry. Um, President Paulson, I, I'm not interested in moving any items from the consent calendar. I just, I had a couple of comments and maybe a question. Are, are we finished reading the item? May I do that now? Yes. Okay. Um, on 7A, the air quality monitors, um, I just wanted to comment that I am glad that the PUC is playing its part in allowing the air quality monitoring in that area. I wondered um, to what use that air quality monitoring would be put. So I looked through the grant agreements, and the grant agreements do require all three of the grantees to make the information uh, publicly accessible online and for city departments to be able to review that information. And I think that is also an important part of this so that um, city and other entities and individuals can respond to the information that's provided. So I'm glad that's included in the grant agreements. And then I think I had a question on item 7E. Um, it, uh, it's a request for an extension of time on the contract, but not a request for um, uh, not a, not a request for increased funding for the contract. I think that may be because it's still within the total amount of the originally approved contract, or is that because uh, you will be coming back to the commission later once you figure out what those cost differences are? I, I know it's going to cost more. I just didn't know at what point that information would be provided. 
Good afternoon, Commissioners. Barbara Palacios, Project Manager for the West Side Recycled Water Project. We are still awaiting a quote for the replacement of the equipment. Okay. Um, and we have not yet started negotiations with the contractor um, for the extension of their contract to do the work. Thank so we you. will be returning with a, an item in the future for additional funding. Thank you. Um, and I have sort of a technical question. It may be too soon to answer. Uh, I know that weather causes, weather is extreme out by the ocean. It causes corrosion of all kinds of materials. Are you getting the sense yet that there is a sort of corrosion proof material or is this sort of always part of an ongoing uh, maintenance effort to monitor the materials? I mean, clearly we want the materials to last longer than they have. Already, yeah, during, but during design, the design team did think about corrosion, mostly from a, a materials of construction perspective, but what happened with these VFDs um, was more of a ventilation issue yeah. and allowing water to enter the equipment from the outside. But we do have a, a third party that's going to be helping us, um, assessing the overall facility, assessing the ventilation, the design yeah. of the VFDs, and we'll, we'll also take a closer look at corrosion. Thank you so much. Supervisor Maxwell? Yes, Kate and I were thinking along the same terms as, uh, as far as 7A. Uh, and I'd like to have an, uh, if, if find out if there's an opportunity, I know there is, that we could have a report here um, on maybe, I don't know how, how often, maybe uh, the year, if there were any hot spots, um, or maybe we could be, have a report if there are any hot spots. Um, and, and then we would kind of be aware of what's going on in the area and what we can do. We don't have to wait a year. If, if something's happening, we can make some adjustments. We that can make time. that available. Okay, great. Thank you. Great. Oh, and, and also, could you get back and tell us how often you could do that report or how you, how you, what you think would be the best way to give us that information? Thank you. Okay, Commissioner Rivera. Vice President Rivera. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> um, I had a question on 7E also, and it's kind of along the same lines as um, Commissioner Stacy and uh, Maxwell. Um, so I realize that this is an extension of a current contract due to uh, premature corrosion. Um, and I'm just wondering that, and I, you may have answered it, but I'm just looking for a little bit more specifics. Um, what specific safeguards do we have so that this doesn't occur again. It sounds like this is really uh, delicate, you know, sp um, uh, advanced equipment in a uh, really um, uh, adverse environmental uh, location. So I'm just wondering, you know, as we move forward with this contract, you know, how can we, um, uh, you know, responsibly, uh, you know, extend this contract and move forward with some more of this equipment? In terms of the current installation, um, like I mentioned, we do have a third party assessing the installation and we're gonna look to them to make recommendations for uh, an alternative way of ventilating the VFDs um, so that they're not connected to the environment. Our in-house team is already looking at that as well, but so this would just be a additional validation 
to um, ensure that the new design is um, environment proof. Right, and um, uh, something that had kind of crossed my mind also, have we looked at other municipalities that have a similar um, product where they're, um, you know, uh, recycling water? Uh, maybe they've dealt with kind of the same issues that we have. Maybe they're a coastal municipality dealing with a lot of um, seawater and we could, you know, potentially learn from their mistakes also and incorporate some design changes that would help us. So um, this third party consultant that we have, one of, the, one of their team members was a superintendent at the Monterey One Water Recycled Water Facility and he does bring that expertise of dealing with um, the ocean environment and impacts on equipment. So we do, we will have that expertise in, as part of this third party review. Great, thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I, I have a, do you want to follow up on that? Uh, I, I can. General Manager Robinson. President, Rivera, President Paulson yep. and uh, Vice President Rivera, thank you for your question, yes. Um, just to add on top of what uh, Barbara has talked about, um, I, I think because some of the corrosion happened at our Oceanside Wastewater Treatment Plant for a water recycling project, there's a lot of highly specialized technical, mechanical, electrical equipment in there, but it's a known condition in a marine environment like that. So somewhere in our process, uh, this has occurred, and uh, your first question about making sure it doesn't happen again, we've committed, obviously, to search for root cause of what really happened here, um, and then ultimately to look at our quality management process um, that Barbara's mentioned, bringing in some independent review to make sure what we do now going forward will be appropriate, but also to look at our other facilities that we have in that area, in that location, um, and what we do in our process going forward to make sure we, we correct for the long haul. Thanks, and just stay there for one second. I just want to do a follow-up. I don't want to belabor it, but you know, my understanding is is that you know by reading that you know th there was a contractor involved, there was a product involved, there was the in-house our folks who designed involved, and now during the correction process, what you're telling me is that you have a third-party independent what engineering that this guy from Monterey is from an engineering. Uh, of some sort contractor to oversee what our folks are going to now redesign? Is that kind of the dynamic that's going on? So there's, there's our folks in-house that are doing main design, but then there's gonna be like an extra team working with them or an extra team that's gonna kind of approve um, you know, what they end up doing. I guess that dynamic, it, it keeps getting more complicated because the idea is like when it's done, you know, we, I think, we and the, and, and the general public are going to want to make sure that this is, you know, we've added that extra layer of ventilation and whatever else that will stop this corrosion, that the end game, who's responsible, I guess, is where the end, ending question is as we put these chains together. So the question is end game for you, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you. Yes. So if I'm right, Barbara, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the VFDs, the variable frequency drive cabinets themselves were designed in-house by SFPUC staff. The duct work uh, that we've been talking about today was designed by San Francisco Public Works. If the VFDs and pumps were in service and in operation when they should have been some time ago because the project has suffered some other delays, then ventilation would have taken that hot air out and prevented or mitigated some of the moist air coming in. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been no flaw determined based on the, the installation by the contractor. So there's a mix of different elements involved, different okay. people working on it. And we had involved a third party independent review during the design process. And now we're seeking independent uh, support as we now correct this and work from a lessons learned perspective. Got it. I, I understand a little bit more now with this presentation. Okay, thank you. Any other, uh, 
Any other polls or questions on the consent calendar from the commissioners? So why don't we open this up to uh, public comment? Members of the public wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item number seven, the consent calendar. Press star three to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. Do you have any members of the public present to provide comment on item seven? Seeing none, do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there are no callers that wish to be recognized. Thank you, public comment on item seven is closed. I'll move to approve the consent calendar. Do I hear a second? Second. So there's a motion and a second. Can we have a roll call? President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Stacy? Aye. You have four ayes. Consent calendar passes. So can we read the next item, please? Item eight, approve the Ocean Beach Climate Adaption Project long-term improvements, authorize staff to proceed with actions necessary to implement the project, approve a letter of agreement describing the terms of an anticipated memorandum of understanding with the San Francisco Recreation and Park Department regarding construction and operation of the project improvements, and authorize a general manager to negotiate and execute the same, urge the San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission and the Board of Supervisors to restrict vehicular traffic on the Great Highway Extension and take any other actions necessary to facilitate the project and adopt the findings and mitigation monitoring and reporting program pursuant to the California Environmental Quality Act. Good afternoon, commissioners. I'm Anna Roche, the lead project manager for the Ocean Beach Project. Very excited to be here today to discuss this project, which is the first very large multi-city agency sea level rise adaptation projects headed to construction. Our partner agencies include Rec and Park, SFMTA, and Public Works. I was last before the SFPUC Commission in 2020 to provide a progress report. At that time, we were developing 35% design and getting ready to release the CEQA notice of preparation for an EIR. We've made a lot of progress since then. Nearly two weeks ago on September 28th, the project EIR was unanimously certified by the San Francisco Planning Commission. And we are here today to ask you to approve this project and authorize staff to proceed with actions necessary to implement it. I wanted to note that this project has been in development since 2012 when the Ocean Beach Master Plan was completed, which is identified on this slide in the lower left-hand corner. So what's driving the development of this project? What is the history of this area? First, we have coastal erosion. Starting in 1998 through 2011, the city declared multiple emergencies and placed large rock on the beach in front of the Oceanside Treatment Plant, or South Ocean Beach, to protect both the Great Highway and our critical wastewater infrastructure. The top image is before a large erosion event where we lost about 25 feet of coastal bluff and the bottom image illustrates how emergency rock was placed to stabilize the area. Second, the placement of the rock led to this, sorry, the second item driving development of this project, which is violation of the Coastal Act. The Coastal Act violations resulted in the city being sued. The lawsuit was settled in 2014, which included a commitment from the city to address the violations. In 2015, the city sought and secured a coastal development permit through the California Coastal Commission that one, 
provided temporary authorization of the emergency rock on the beach, and two, allowed the city to implement temporary measures to protect the Great Highway and wastewater infrastructure while the city developed this project. And lastly, adoption of the Ocean Beach Master Plan objectives into city policy. As noted on the first slide, the city began development of the 2012 Ocean Beach Master Plan to address these issues. The plan outlines a compromise that allows for infrastructure protection and restoration of safe beach access and recreation. In 2018, the Planning Commission adopted these objectives into the general plan. So what are the temporary measures that we've been utilizing to protect this area? Between 2012 and 2023, we took action seven times, moving approximately 250,000 cubic yards of sand from North Ocean Beach to South Ocean Beach, which is illustrated in the top photo. And in 2021, after a decade of work on an agreement with the Army Corps of Engineers, they moved nearly 300,000 cubic yards of sand that they dredged from the San Francisco shipping channel, and instead of placing it offshore, beneficially reused it in this area, which is represented in the bottom photo. While those actions were temporarily protecting this, er this area, we were developing the project that is before you today. Major elements include, one, permanently closing the Great Highway between Sloat and Skyline Boulevards to public vehicles, including recon reconfiguring affected intersections and zoo parking access including new signage, wayfinding, and aesthetically improved landscaping elements for the zoo. Rec and Parker will be seeking Board of Supervisor legislation to close the Great Highway. Secondly, constructing a buried wall to protect our existing infrastructure, uh, removing emergency rock, rubble, and debris from the breach, that's to uh, address our Coastal Act violations, constructing over a mile of multi-use trail, beach access stairway, a new coastal access parking, new restrooms, and provide long-term beach nourishment and sand replenishment. A key item I wanted to note is that this project was designed to meet the city's sea level rise guidance standards and includes a design that considered sea level rise through the end of century. So what will this project look like when it's complete? The elements of the project that will be visible when complete focus on the coastal amenities. This wonderful new amenity will provide safe connections to other trails, including Fort Funston and Lake Merced, and new ways to access the coast on foot and bike. Below grade and not visible most of the time is where the low profile wall that is protecting critical wastewater infrastructure is located and is illustrated in this graphic. It's the round circular item there with the blue arrow pointing at it. As for the elements above grade and visible, these next two graphics show you some before and after rendering so you can see what to expect. This represents what it will look like looking north along the Great Highway towards Sloat Boulevard. The top photo represents existing conditions, the existing National Park Service bathroom, the West Side Pump Station, and Sloat Boulevard. The bottom graphic is a rendering of the complete project with a new bathroom moved inland and protected, a coastal trail, new lighting and planting. The top photo was taken from the Great Highway looking south from Slope Boulevard. The bottom graphic is a rendering of the project's new bathroom, the coastal trail and the new Slope Plaza. So this gives you both the north and south uh, viewpoint of what the new amenities will look like. As I noted earlier, this project will be permanently closing the Great Highway between Slope and Skyline. That's the area denoted in yellow. 
We know this will be a big change, but as part of the project, we are redesigning the Sloat Great Highway intersection and coordinating with Caltrans on the intersection at Skyline and Great Highway to ensure traffic continues to flow with this project. In addition, we are working closely with SFMTA. As you can see from this list, Ocean Beach is just one of many projects in the west side of the city. As part of the west side traffic flow strategy, SFMTA will be using many tools to keep traffic moving. For example, optimizing signal timing, strategically using turn lanes and turn restrictions, and improving signage before reaching certain streets to encourage different travel patterns, to name a few. Which brings us why we're here today. We are seeking, for your, we are seeking your approval for the items listed here. I wanted to recognize that we have received a letter from the zoo, and this project will be uh, building a new intersection at Sloat and Great Highway and a new entrance to the um, zoo at Sloat. SFMTA and our traffic consultants have deemed those new designs to be adequate. However, recognizing the cultural importance of the zoo and hearing their concerns, our, the SFPUC and our partner agencies agreed to a resolution that is in your package today. That resolution states, the SFPUC in coordination with the S San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency Recreation and Park Department, Planning Department, and Public Works will evaluate vehicle access to the zoo parking lot and will consider whether any subsequent project is necessary to provide enhanced vehicle access, subject to any environmental review necessary at that time. Lastly, I just wanted to make sure we identify that there are future, future approvals that we will be returning for um, including award of multiple construction contracts, memorandums, memorandums of understandings, potentially between other partner agencies. We also need to seek Board of Supervisors approval to acquire easements on land under the jurisdiction of the National Park Service. Um, and we were also part of a package to accept WIFIA financing for this project. That concludes my short presentation on this large and complicated project. So I'm here with representatives from San Francisco Planning and San Francisco Rec and Park to any, answer any questions that you may have. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Commissioner Maxwell. I, <laughs> That's okay. A, a rose by any other name. Um, so how far is the parking um, at Skyline? To, uh, um, how far is the walk? From the, the new parking lot to the to the coast, uh, about 500 yards. It's very close to the new stairwell access point that will be at the southern end of the trail. And how will you get to the parking from Skyline? Yes, you can enter into the new parking lot off of Skyline. Mm -hmm. That's part of the uh, intersection improvements that we're coordinating with Caltrans on. They're actually implementing a project now. Uh, to improve some safety concerns that have been existing on Skyline. Mm -hmm. um, and when we do our project, we'll tie into those uh, new improvements. Oh, okay, I, I've seen that. Um, and then how, then how about from the other way, from Sloat? Is there any, what's the nearest parking on the other side? So there's parking, public parking along Sloat Boulevard, mm -hmm. um, and then just the, the other uh, uh, streets in that area where there's public parking. Okay, so it would be street parking and then Sloat. Mm -hmm. so, it, there's, so there's additional parking the, uh, 
purposefully, purposefully for that area? Correct. So for this project, yes, we've okay. we've added a, a specific parking lot to is to access this coastal new coastal amenity for the city. Good on both sides. That's no, there's no new parking on oh, the skyline. Northern. There wasn't parking. There, yeah, the the only parking that was existing for, for this project was National Park Service parking on the coast. Almost all of that has eroded and is gone. So the baseline, the CEQA baseline condition was about 30 parking spaces, and this new parking lot will have approximately 45 to 50 spaces. Perfect. Okay. Great. Thank you. Commissioner Stacy. Thank you. Uh, first of all, huge kudos on this project. I, uh, it's a, been a long time in coming with all kinds of planning efforts involving different city agencies, the community, SPUR, uh, in-house professionals, outside professionals. It's a really exciting project to move forward that's going to create a lot of amenities <clears throat> for the city and for visitors. And it's also uh, very importantly going to protect important assets of the PUC. So uh, really Thank great you. to see it here. And I, I remember working on it even before 2012. Uh, so it's been, it's been a long time in the making. I, I have a couple of comments. Um, one is, is maybe a small comment. I read the zoo's letter and I appreciate both your staff report and your comments today about <clears throat> the ongoing work with SFMTA and the zoo to work on um, uh, maybe refining uh, the traffic. I, I go out there uh, quite often to walk um, and I raised three kids who were big fans of the zoo and the zoo camps. Um, so I, I see that it's awkward at times, that U-turn. I'm not a traffic engineer. I don't want to get into that detail, but I appreciate that you're going to continue to work with both the zoo and SFMTA and Rec Park to um, uh, make sure that that traffic issue is um, perhaps refined uh, more. I, I would comment that I think the zoo... I went to their website this weekend. I think they could talk more about um, taking public transit, about bicycle access. Their website is all about driving and parking. And I think with kids, it is, I recognize it's hard and that Muni access isn't wonderful. It's, you know, the 23 bus or the El Terraval bus at this point. But I see a lot of guardians and kids on e-bikes and carts, and I think the SF Zoo could really provide expanded information on their website. I know that's not my bailiwick, but just a comment. I'd like to see other forms of transportation emphasized that could also help address their concerns. And then, I, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. It's I, fine. I, I have a bigger um, uh, policy issue that I know that the PUC has been working on these many years, and that is the question of the cost sharing. Um, I am glad that Rec Park and SFMTA are at the table. I think that the city is already having and needs to continue to have a bigger conversation about how we're addressing 
climate resiliency efforts. I know there are lots of projects at the port. I know the airport is addressing this, and I know the PUC is going to be involved in all of these uh, efforts because of our assets that, you know, tend to be close to the waterfront. Um, I, I am concerned that too much of, the, I, I, I want to be alert to too much of the burden falling on <clears throat> ratepayers and the PUC. I think this is a shared responsibility, and I, I, I know it's always going to end up in the hands of the taxpayers one way or another, but, you know, it's a city, it's a state, it's a federal, it's a global problem, and that um, I really want us to focus on how, how better to cost share. And I also note that this project is providing incredible recreation amenities um, above and beyond protecting our assets. Uh, it's going to make a nicer beach on GGNRA property. That stair access is going to be a whole lot better than it is now. I walk south whenever I can when the tide is low, and I, I see the state of the bluffs um, as I walk. And I, I, when I was reviewing my CEQA documents and my CEQA findings, I noticed that six of the eight benefits, at least listed in the statement of overriding considerations, are recreational benefits. And it, it is absolutely the PUC's responsibility to uh, protect its, its uh, resources, to protect its facilities, but I think this, this climate change problem is, is much bigger than the PUC, even in the way we protect our facilities. Mm -hmm. And we as a commission and PUC as staff, you are always cognizant of how are we going to pay for this and what does that mean for the ratepayers. And, and I, I hope, and I know you're already focusing on this, I, I don't mean to imply that you're not. But I think there's a bigger conversation that, that needs to continue and we need to really focus on about how we're funding all of these um, climate resiliency projects because it is going to be a big lift. And, and, and thank you so much for all of the incredible work, all of the staff and all of the departments. This is such an impressive project. It's very exciting. Thank you, I appreciate that. I've been on the project myself for over a decade, so I'm very excited to be here. Commissioner uh, Rivera. Hi, thank you very much for that presentation. Um, I just want to uh, also kind of reiterate a couple things that um, Commissioner Stacy mentioned, and I too is, are a, am a fan of the zoo since I was a kid. I mean, my favorite, uh, pastime was going to Monkey Island at San Francisco Zoo um, and uh, actually to this day we have a, a large group of retired firefighters that meet at the zoo every Wednesday morning we have coffee and we tell stories of how great we were and um, it's it's really cool so I'm extremely familiar with this neighborhood in this area and I guess uh, some of the things I just wanted to um, uh, talk about and kind of areas of concern are the traffic patterns. Um, this is going to be a um, you know major change to uh, the current flow of traffic, and not only um, uh, concerns for you know potential traffic congestion, but also 
you know, th this is an area that attracts a lot of children, um, uh, families with disabled kids. It is so hard to get across Sloat. I'm just, um, I just want to make sure that we have safeguards in place for those individuals who are going to be there every day. They're going to be there on a Wednesday morning or a school, maybe a school out of town that doesn't have a large zoo in their area. They're going to come down. And I just want to make sure that, um, you know, we're um, addressing any issue that may come out of these changes. You know, um, I get it and I understand. And I just, I, I just, I always have a public safety hat on when it comes to um, any kind of changes that affect all, you know, um, uh, our city. And uh, I just want to make sure that we are looking at that. And um, I know that there's parking along the median on Sloat, and there's a lot of new developments, and there's potential for other changes coming up. So. Um, that, that's one of my main concerns is uh, that we're looking at that and uh, making sure that, that our plans are safe and that we've looked at everything and made sure that, um, you know, I, I don't know what MTA is planning on putting, but I know that there's uh, uh, different ways to control the traffic. If there's, you know, you could press a button and wait to cross the street or maybe something more, you know, high visibility um, for uh, children, et cetera, families. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is, and uh, I thought the pictures were great, the before and after, especially of the park area where they had everyone walking around. So I remember when um, we first, the city first put in that parking area and, you know, uh, it was gonna be an area where you could park your car, walk your dog, do whatever you want. And then it just became like this sandy wasteland, you know, where no one could access it or unless you wanted to get your car sandblasted, you know, you'd park there. And so I'm just wondering how are we addressing that? Because we're going to put a, a park area. And I know you mentioned there's a maintenance program. I mean, you know, 10 or 15 years down the road, are we going to be looking at this huge influx of sand and high maintenance, co maintenance costs? And, you know, because if, if, it, if it starts looking run down or not maintained properly, people are not going to go there. It's already, it's a challenging spot, let's put it that way. It's super windy, it's very cold, and um, uh, I, I just want to make sure that we, we have a plan to keep it inviting, to keep it maintained, and um, looking as beautiful as that picture. Yes, I really appreciate your comments. We are working with Rec and Park, and part of your approval today is to give the general manager authority to sign a terms agreement with Rec and Park. Uh, we also expect that the current conditions, which there's not a lot of vegetation out there, and so wind is picking up sand and moving it much more readily. Our project is intending to plant and monitor a lot of this area, so we're hoping that those measures are going to reduce the amount of sand that's blowing, but that is definitely built into the project and we'll be continuing to work on that agreement with our partner agencies to make sure that we are following those obligations. And then lastly, I would say, in addition to that, our coastal development permit that we'll be getting from the Coastal Commission will require those types of elements as part of the monitoring. Uh, so there's a couple of levers in place that will um, help us to make sure that we're monitoring and maintaining this area. 
and, and in regards to like safeguards for the traffic, um, what are we doing there? Uh, well, safety was built into the project uh, as part of our, uh, you know, working with SFMTA. They're part of the team. Um, we're also continuously making sure that we're coordinating with other projects. For example, uh, SFMTA is working to start a project called the Slote Quick Build. It's a lot of biking improvements along Slote. And so we're always constantly having those touchbacks to make sure that our design is incorporating the latest things that are coming from our partner agencies. So is there already a specific um, uh, traffic design for this uh, area? So we do have a new intersection design at Sloten Great Highway, yes. Is there a possibility that we can see that as a commission sure. to, to um, you know, further understand, you know, how this is going to work? I sure. appreciate Certainly. that. Commissioner Maxwell, are, are you done? I'm done. Okay, Commissioner Maxwell. Thank you. You know, I think, uh, Commissioner Stacy, I really agree with, with your assessment. However, I, I also realize that we are a generating, a revenue generating department. And when you have one of those, a lot gets put on you um, because other departments don't generate revenue. And so I, I think that because of that and because we generate revenue, we tend to say, well, well, okay, we'll take care of that part. I think, I think getting back to her point, we need to rethink that um, and, 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 and also talk about what else other departments can do and, and get other monies. I'm, I'm sure we do that, but we, you know, we, we, need, we just need to understand that that's why a lot of things fall on us because we do generate revenue. And, and as um, Commissioner Rivera mentioned, I was going to ask too that we see the plans, whatever they have right now, whichever direction that the MTA is going in, that we'd like to see that okay. um, as soon as possible so that we can just know what's going on and when people talk about it, we have an idea. And also a better look at the parking, um, the skyline, what's the new parking on skyline and then the other. Okay. All right, thank you. And I, I, I think the GM is going to respond to the financing. <laughs> I could read your mind. Yes, I'm, I'm, I've been accused a lot of times of wearing things on my sleeve, so I, I'm not, I'm very good, not a very good poker player. Um, but to the two commissioners' uh, points, I um, just we share your collectively. Uh, we share your concern, um, and we um, uh, obviously. This uh, 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 project is designed to, to protect our assets, but um, I think collectively we'd like to assure you that we take it just as seriously as you do, and in terms of all of our participation uh, in citywide climate resiliency uh, efforts and, and, and uh, community um, uh, capital planning efforts, that we are um, jealously uh, guarding uh, our ratepayer funds and making sure that things are that we are being called on to be involved in are funded appropriately. Uh, uh, that does not mean that we do not cooperate with our uh, 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 sister agencies, we do, but we take our fiscal responsibility seriously to protect the ratepayers' money and we are already doing that. And in terms of our division of responsibility that we have with our partner agencies in this project, we're delineating what they are going to be responsible for in terms of maintenance and whatnot for rec and park assets versus what we are. So I, uh, I want to just reassure you 
that we take uh, the public fisc um, and the fisc of this uh, agency and the ratepayers money just as seriously as you all do and we appreciate your encouragement um, but we are um, staying on top of that and Steve uh, Robinson more specifically in, in terms of participating in capital planning efforts for the city that we are participating in uh, that's a message that he is consistently and constantly uh, reaffirming yeah because they will say let the PUC do it and you know because revenue generating but I also would like to say that we need to talk a little bit more about the environment I mean I know our assets assets but the environment is also an asset and we need to talk about that more. You need to say, I mean, I, feel, I mean, I, I'd like to hear that part of, and, and Dennis mentioned it, I think, at um, the GM at one of our, um, when he was talking with us about it's one of the first West Coast um, projects like this, and we need to talk about that. That needs to be, if not number one, number two, because the environment is part of the reason if we're not taking care of it, if we're not looking into it, that's why we are where we are, because we tried to, just keep doing our own will, and the environment said, oh, no, 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 this sand is going to be. So we need to talk about that a little bit more. I'd like to see that written down, and when you talk to anybody, we need to talk about that, make that point, because that's part of our mission. Absolutely. We agree. Absolutely. Commissioners? So I, I just had a, a couple of quick comments um, amongst the diligence that I'm hearing from my, my colleagues. And that is one, it's um, the first thing that comes to my mind is that it's, it's just incredibly important to see right up front when this is being presented to us that the agencies are talking to each other. Because I think we've seen enough times around town when whether or not it hits the front headlines of the Chronicle or whether or not it's just people grumbling on the street, when there's a project going on and you see that, well, who's in charge? Is it the port? Is it the park and rec and what have you? And you kind of wonder what's that in charge. And without getting into any previous specifics, it, it's very heartening to know both in, in the reports and looking in through the paperwork that the agencies are talking to each other. So that's a big plus off the top. But what I would like, um, at, and maybe this is just can, uh, something that we just put back up on a slide. I know that we're, this is in front of us for approval uh, of which, of, of which you know, we're going to take a roll call in, in a couple minutes, but in terms of what is a recommendation, what is a authorization, and what is another quick summary of what exactly we are being asked to approve right now. If you could just put that up, and maybe that's a legal question. We're authorizing the agencies to keep talking and coming up with plans. I've heard people say, I want to see the damn um, you know, traffic plan at Sloat and, and Crazy Land out there that's, that's going to be all fixed, hopefully, um, in, in, you know, to move forward. What exactly is our approval going to be authorizing folks to do so that um, all of a sudden we didn't approve something that, you know, is, we didn't right. think was all cooked. So because this, this is an ongoing this, organic project. So we're, I think the, I see the enthusiasm here, but just for some clarity, and I think you have the, the slide up here Yeah, again. so this is your commission approval for today, and then we have future commission approvals on a separate slide. This is today's, and the next one uh, also, let's, let's, do we need to digest that first one anymore? Are we clear? Okay, can we see the second one just for one second? So this is, this is the ongoing. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, are there any more uh, comments um, from the commissioners before we ask uh, for public comment? I have one more. Yes. Um, on the, on the uh, traffic plan, I, I know you've heard a lot of comments about it. 
we are approving the project today with the traffic plan that is described as part of the project and was analyzed in Correct. the EIR. All that will happen in the future is sort of ongoing work with the zoo and SFMTA to see if there are some refinements. But as part of the project today, we are approving a, a traffic flow and a traffic plan that was described and analyzed um, in the EIR and is part of the uh, project description. I just I just want to confirm. That's correct. That. You're, you would be approving the, the yeah. uh, encouraging Rec and Park to go to get the approval to close the Great Highway between Sloat and Skyline for us to redesign and implement that design to have a new intersection at Skyline and Great Highway and for us to tie in to the Caltrans intersection at Skyline and what will, be, what will become no longer the Great Highway but will become a parking lot and access to our facilities. And the uh, access, um, the, the changes to the zoo entrance. Correct, yeah. yeah. The, right now they have one entrance yeah. on Slode and one entrance on the Great Highway, and their only exit is onto the Great Highway. Yeah. This project will have the entrance and exit combined oh. at Slote. Yeah, thank you. I, I did want to note that we did a, um, we also have an emergency exit from their parking lot that will allow, in the case of an emergency, if people can't get out to Slote, that they can either, I, th I believe it's a gate, we can open and allow them to use our access road to exit the, the parking lot in the event of an emergency. Any other clarity questions before yeah. we open up for public comment? I have a clarity question. Uh, so. Actually, um, for me, I wasn't really talking about that plan. I was talking about the other traffic issues that are going to be on Sunset, and um, and that when we talked, you said that um, MTA was working on that, and and, and I guess that's yeah, maybe that's we basically what I was to... talking about. Not yeah. So if you look at maybe you could put the slide back up. Um, so you can see for SFMTA and a strategy they're considering for the west side, Ocean Beach is just one of many, many, many projects. And so they have to consider all of those in combination and the timing of them. Mm -hmm. So you have construction impacts. So when a project is actually in construction, you have a traffic control plan associated with those interim, short-term, and then longer-term um, changes like this project. And those are things that we're working on with our partner agency on. So those are the things I think I would like an update on. Um, we'd have to, you know, we'd want to have SFMTA here with us. Great, thank yeah. you. Because it goes beyond this project. Yes. Okay, yes. Happy to do that. Commissioners? Rivera? Yeah, so I just, I just um, and I apologize for asking this again, but um, I just want to clarify. So are we voting today to approve a future plan that MTA has not yet developed or is in the process of being developed for uh, Sloat and Great Highway and the zoo? The project that you would be approving today are those changes to the Sloat Great Highway. That intersection is designed and will be implemented under this project. So we're voting on changes that we haven't seen yet? No, the design is in as part of the project. Right, but I was asking for specifics of the new um, traffic design uh, in terms of um, what, is, what specifically is being done uh, to address this change of traffic. And I think you had said, well, we're gonna 
we're going to um, try to implement some of these things. So I assume that this was going to be approved later, the traffic portion of it. Well, maybe we're confusing things. There's the, the new intersection that, that is redesigning this area because the Great Highway will be closed. You can no longer travel from the Great Highway down to Skyline. You'd have to turn up slope. Um, that intersection is designed and is part of this project and is what you would be approving. The larger issues with, with traffic in the area, those are SFMTA elements that they're working on separately. Which are not part of this plan? Correct. So I guess um, I think our ratepayers are going to look at whatever changes are made as part of this plan, even though they're not. So I think we should have some input into what's done to address this major change to uh, traffic flow. And those elements are all covered in the EIR that was just certified by the Planning Commission on the 28th. If you want to talk specifically about some of those elements, we have the planning lead here with us today as well. I think, I think we're talking about yeah. governance issues, aren't are we not, uh, in terms of what's yeah. being approved and what isn't being approved? Yeah. And what what mitigation pieces there are over there. I, I, am, I am clear about what, we're, what we are approving and what we are not. Is there maybe a little more specifically, if we can answer that question before we take this to public comment? Because- uh, Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're not approving a uh, traffic plan that we haven't looked at. We're not, we're not approving, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, right. um, legal counsel or, 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 or uh, whoever, can answer that is that we are approving. We're not approving a traffic plan. We're we're approving the entire project as presented right here, no matter That's what correct. other particular pieces are, are coming together. An intersection out. plan, but not a traffic plan. That is correct. Yes. Does that? And, and and we will have input on the future plan for that, that is, area. We are working with MTA and our partner agencies on an overall, you know, coordinating with them on other facets to the extent it impacts things. So we will be in communication with them, yes. All right. We are ha I think that we're happy to have MTA here to talk about their future planning efforts. Yeah. But that's not in the plan that we are looking that at is right correct. now. That's correct. Is that correct? I that think that correct. was the clarity we were looking for before we have this vote. Okay, commissioners, any other clarity or other questions um, while the team is at the microphone? That being said, um, can we have public comment, please, on item number eight? Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item number eight, press star three to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. We have some speaker cards for this item. Tanya Peterson. Tanya Peterson, ED of San Francisco Zoo. Prior to my current role, I served on the zoo's board of trustees, during which time a tragedy occurred on Christmas Day. The pandemonium that resulted in the zoo's parking lot that day was nearly a tragedy of its own making, but fortunately on that day, the adjacent Great Highway was open. This year, if that same incident were to occur, the Great Highway would be closed. And just yesterday on another holiday, the Great Highway was closed, resulting in significant congestion within and around the zoo's parking lot. Not only is the congestion confusing and potentially dangerous, it undoubtedly has impacted the zoo's attendance and earned revenue. 
Over the course of this project, the zoo has raised these and other concerns. While receiving assurances from PUC management, none appear on today's agenda with any great specificity. Moreover, to its detriment, the zoo relied on these assurances and entered into a short-term lease with PUC management of an area once used for zoo parking. Given the failure of to provide specific plans today to remediate the zoo's losses and potential concerns, the zoo seeks revocation of that short-term lease and continues to seek appropriate remediation to address its specific concerns. The current plan does not address its concerns. This is just a mere single lane off and on slope. And to be clear, prior PUC managers assured the zoo that a new entry and exit would be built commensurate with the world-class institution it is. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Zach. Hi, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, Zach Lipton, I'm a volunteer here on behalf of uh, Friends with Great Highway Park to support this resolution and the Ocean Beach Climate Change Adaptation Project. I want to be clear at the onset, this is, this is not a vote to decide the long-term future of the entire Great Highway. N none of us have time for the public comment that would result from that today. But this project to protect essential PUC wastewater infrastructure has already been adopted city policy since the lengthy public and interagency process to develop the Ocean Beach Master Plan in 2012. Meanwhile, the relentless forces of climate change in the sea follow no such timetable and continue to erode away at our shoreline, threatening the Lake Merced Tunnel and wastewater treatment plant that hundreds of thousands of us rely on daily. It's time to take this action today to address the reality that is climate change, protect our city's coast and infrastructure for future generations. I'll add that the voters have already had an opportunity to weigh in on this project too. The passage of Proposition J and the failure of Proposition I last fall demonstrate pronounced public support for portions of this project, with 65% of voters and majorities in every supervisorial district rejecting a measure that would have sought to block this project and its traffic circulation changes. We're especially pleased to see the new accessibility, beach access, and native plant elements added to the project. And we're pleased to see the com new commitments in today's resolution packet, um, which were not presented to the Planning Commission previously, um, for access improvements to the zoo's driveway for, for those who do need to drive to the zoo. Um, the planned MTA and Caltrans traffic improvements at Sloton Skyline and all of the other transportation safety projects you saw done by various agencies across the west side, all of this work is being coordinated to ensure traffic keeps moving for drivers even while the project creates new opportunities for coastal access and recreation. We look forward to continuing to collaborate with PUC and RPD staff as they move forward on new recreational and access improvements as we seek to build an accessible and joyous oceanfront for all. Thank you. Good afternoon. I was heading for the Board of Supervisors and they, are, they, are, they don't have a meeting today, so finally, so here, okay, fine, hi. My name is Thierry Phil. Okay, uh, this is not the future here. So you don't vote, I mean, take extreme precaution with your vote. This is not the future. Because this is, uh, how to put it? <clears throat> okay, first off, it, this is based on lies. So please, wake up, get out of the lies uh, you have to declare your conflict of interest first. And people who are pushing you to vote on this have to declare to you if there is any conflict of interest. You can't do good business otherwise. So basically, you get out of the fiction and you are facing reality. 
because there is a big project that goes back a long time to do something wrong for the city here and for the people. We all know that, so we must stop lying. It's in our best interest. There is one easy way to do that. First, guys, please, remember that you own yourself. So you don't let any crap, any lies come to you anymore to affect your private property because your private property is the way you achieve your happiness, which is your reason for being. So you take responsibility, you use critical thinking, it is better miss without a mask on, and so you take extreme care with what you are supposed to vote here. I'm sorry, I would like to be kinder than that, but I'm trying my best. Anyway, I'm French, okay, but I've been living in the city for a long time, so 20 years or so, I mean, barrier. So please, watch out. What's going on is not in your best interest. So on yourself and share the words, that's... Thank you. Do you have any other members present to provide comment or members of the public? Do we have any callers with their hands raised for this item? Madam Secretary, there's one caller that wishes to be recognized. Caller, you have the floor. Eileen Bogan will speak in strong opposition to the proposed project. When this was heard at the Planning Commission on September 28th, staff noted uh, uh, concerns expressed by the National Park Service, U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and the Coastal Commission. The SF Biological Society also expressed serious concern and has been for years. The Planning Commission actions were not the project itself, but to certify the EIR and to rule in the general plan referral request to the Board of Supervisors was in conformity with the general plan, especially section 12.1, which is the Western Shoreline Area Plan. The only in-person commenter was from the Bicycle Coalition and its affiliates in support. Besides speak, remote commenters included the zoo. Uh, Speak's comments focused on the Great Highway being part of DPW's emergency route map and could be used as an evacuation route. The U.S. Geological Survey study on how sand mining in San uh, Francisco Bay is exacerbating erosion on South Ocean Beach. This inconvenient truth has been excluded from numerous reports. Managed retreat is the pretext for closing the great highway between Sloat and Skyline. Managed retreat is a direct benefit for bicycles. And would a similar rationale be used for a proposal for a possible phase two for also closing the great highway between Sloat and Lincoln Way to also directly benefit bicycles? Thank you. Thank you, caller. Madam Secretariat, there are no callers in the queue. Thank you, public comment on item eight is closed. Floor two. Approve. I, I move I to approve this item. I think there are five different actions listed in our resolution and in the staff memo. Move to approve. Second. Move to approve all of item eight, correct? Okay, there's yes. a motion and a second. Can we have a roll call, please? President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Stacy? Aye. You have four ayes. 
Thank you. Um, can we read item nine? Item nine, approved the expansion of the California Water Service Company's Barrow Gulch District Service Area to the acquisition of Skylanda Mutual Water Company and approved the second amendment of the individual water sales contract between the city and county of San Francisco and CalWater in accordance with section 3.03.B of the 2021 amended and restated water supply agreement. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Commissioners. Allison Castama with the Water Enterprise. I'm the wholesale, uh, Bosca and wholesale customer liaison. Uh, so we're seeking today with this item your approval of the expansion of CalWater's service area to acquire Skylanda Mutual Water Company uh, and a second amendment to their individual water sales contract with uh, San Francisco. Um, Skyline Mutual is a small mutual water company, a California benefit uh, company's uh, nonprofit formed in 1933 to serve 158 customers. This commission in 2015 actually approved an authorization to wheel water to them from our system through, from Cal, through Cal Water uh, due to the drought at that time. This system relies on local surface supplies in uh, their Skylanda service area. Um, since 2009, so that was a one-year agreement, but conditions continue to be problematic for Skylanda. So since 2019, CalWater has been providing them water uh, to serve those 158 customers. Uh, the Skylanda elected officers have voted to allow this acquisition by CalWater. The California Public Utilities Commission, as CalWater is an investor-owned utility, has also authorized this, and it matches the CPUC's uh, initiative to basically acquire or consolidate small systems. Really, the 158 customers there don't have the means to maintain to current water quality standards for those sources. Uh, this amendment to the individual water sales contract amends the uh, map. It ensures that CalWater will also seek to continue using those supplies uh, so that they aren't lost, that they are um, brought in. As you recall, CalWater is a you know, an investor-owned utility. They are limited to the supplies they can use from the Hetchy system. Uh, those are local supplies. They uh, get that water from our local reservoirs in Alameda County or on the peninsula. So uh, I'm happy to answer any questions, but that is the action today. And you did see a first amendment uh, just in June, which is a similar action for an acquisition or switch. Questions, comments, commissioners? Let's open it up to public comment, please. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on item number nine, press star three to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. Do we have any members of the public present to provide comment on item number nine? Sir, this is on item nine. You don't mess with water. If you mess with water, it's like a, uh, playing with fire. It's been, it's a problem. We can't mess with water. Pay attention. I know you didn't have time here with my previous comment to say uh, no, but because then I would be responsible. So you said yes, but look, so conflict of interest. You have a conflict of interest, at least declare it. It's your role to declare your conflict of interest for such important topics, issues. Otherwise, you are not playing transparency, obviously. So it means you are hiding something. So what is it? A conflict of interest, that's what it is. 
it's not in your best interest anymore. It's been going on for too long, guys. Been playing with fire for too long. So you're gonna feel happy for the moment being, keep your job, and then extremely unhappy. It's guaranteed, huh? it's coming. Because the future is not what's going on here. You don't play with water, you don't, I mean, yeah, you play with water as a kid, but you don't mess with it. Water is a renewable, by the way. It's one of the biggest hidden secrets in the world. Water is available under in the center of the earth. Yes, that's a fact. Just have to drill. Okay, anyway, that's another topic. <clears throat> okay, look, never mind, but better pay attention. I'm serious, and I'm with you. I want everybody to be happy. Huh? That's all I want, personally. I don't want anything else. Thank you. Do we have any other callers in the queue? Or do we have any callers in the queue? Madam Secretary, there is one caller that wish to be recognized. Thank you. Caller, you have the floor. Good afternoon, Commissioners. Nicole Safe Kulabaska, CEO. I just wanted to express my support for the staff recommendation on this item. Thank you. Thank you, caller. Madam Secretary, there are no more callers in the queue. Thank you. Public comment and item nine is closed. We entertain a motion on the floor for item nine. Move to approve item nine. Second. The motion is second. Can we have a roll call, please? President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner <coughs> Stacey? Aye. You have four ayes. Okay, the next item. Next is item is item number 10, your communications and information only item. So, commissioners, is there any um, discussion about or comments regarding the communication? Okay, um, let's read the next item. Item 11, items initiated by commissioners. Commissioners. Okay, there are, can we, um, I guess we don't need public comment on that if there is no items brought up, correct? Correct. Okay, so read the next item, please. Um, I'll read the items to be heard during closed session and open public comment on those, on those items. Item 14, conference with legal counsel regarding existing litigation, Devin Galdula versus City and County of San Francisco, proposed settlement of unlitigated claim for damage to property resulting from a ruptured water main with the City and County of San Francisco to pay Devin Galdula $175,000 in exchange for a full and final release subject to final approval by the Board of Supervisors. Item 15, conference with legal counsel regarding anticipa anticipated litigation, Joan Acerito versus City and County of San Francisco, proposed settlement with, of unlitigated claim for damage to property resulting from a ruptured water main with the City and County of San Francisco to pay Joan Acerito $44,000 in exchange for a full and final release, release subject to final approval by the Board of Supervisors. Members of the public who wish to make two minutes of remote public comment on closed session items number 14 and 15, press star three to raise your hand to speak. Speakers will hear a chime when there are 30 seconds remaining to speak and another chime when the two minutes have expired. Do you have any members of the public present to provide comment on closed session items 14 and 15? Okay, I'm leaving, but uh, when there is a closed session, it's always a... Uh, Obviously ambivalent because you look. What are you hiding in your closed session? Closed session for what? 
So you see, it's always uh, it's not good. But to be clear now, really uh, uh, transparent. Otherwise, we are in a total mess. It's the entire world, actually. So I'm here to help San Francisco. Okay, that's it. It's my mission. But so uh, wake up, do something. I mean, uh, do your best, obviously. But realize what I just told you that it is very important, very important for your future, the future of your children. Thank you. Do we have any callers with their hands raised? Madam Secretary, there are no callers in the queue. Thank you. Public comment on closed session. Items 14 and 15 is closed. Okay, so before we go into closed session, can we have a motion to assert attorney-client privilege? A move to assert attorney-client privilege. Second. There's a motion and a second. Uh, roll call. President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Stacy? Aye. You have four eyes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Please stand by. TV, San Francisco Government Television.
approve the two settlements that were listed on the agenda. And I believe that is that is the only, um, and I guess we, I have to make a motion um, as to whether or not to disclose these discussions. I move not to disclose the discussions. I'll second. So there's a motion second not to disclose uh, closed session discussions. Um, can we take a roll call, please? President Paulson? Aye. Vice President Rivera? Aye. Commissioner Maxwell? Aye. Commissioner Stacy? Aye. You have four ayes. Okay. And we are now no further business. We will adjourn this meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone. Well done, Tim.